Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Zonlo and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories. All to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. We are back on another episode of Maine Golf Talk. I am joined by Seth Sweet. He is currently down working as the assistant golf professional at Secession Golf Club in Beaufort, South Carolina. We are all envious of his location right now. <laughs> he uh, played Division I golf at Old Dominion University, and he's probably most known in Maine for winning the 2012 Maine Amateur at Sunday River. Seth, how are you? Hey, good, Henry. Good to talk to you. How are you yeah. doing? Oh, we're surviving up here. We're Like I said, we're <laughs> envious of you. Yeah, yeah. You guys um, snow cleared <laughs> and everything up there finally? I know you guys yeah. just got some not too long ago. So, Yeah, it's funny. We actually got a little dusting like I want to say a week ago, and the weather's been kind of hit or miss. But the last few days, it's starting to – I think people are starting to itch, you know, trying to get out in the golf course. So. Yeah, especially with this weird time, it's probably good to just get out of the house. So, yeah. So, so where are you again? You're, I know you're working at Secession in Beaufort, but where are you staying? Um. So yeah, assistant um, in Beaufort. Um, lived in Beaufort for you know a little bit, a little bit, and then um, actually just recently gotten uh, engaged. So uh, moved over to Bluffton, which is a little bit closer to Hilton Head Island. So get to the beaches a little bit more. Um, you know, a lot more golf options as well in, in Bluffton. So um, it's it's good. Um, you know, just loving life. And it's, um, you know, much better summers. Or I'm sorry, winters than, than you know, obviously Maine, unfortunately. Um, so um, in that aspect, I just get to play a lot more golf, work on my game. And, yeah, you know, um, now I actually get to help other players um, as well. So Yeah, it's nice to hit balls outdoors as opposed to, working on your swing with a snow shovel. So um, are you able to practice down there right now? What's, what's the deal with, with golf courses around there? Um, golf courses are open for us. Um, unfortunately, we're closed down. Um, we're just um, – the way we're kind of set up, uh, we're, we're more of a national golf club, so we have more national members, which are, you know, Chicago, Atlanta, kind of the big hubs, uh, New York. Um, so basically, you know, we're, we're, we weren't really – staying open or you know the only reason we're staying open for a couple people unfortunately um but everywhere around here is is still open um trying to take our precautions and, and still be safe but um outdoor activities are always good trying to social distance ourselves so yeah and you guys have some great weather to get outside so that helps um so yeah. uh tell me about tell me about the secession club how are you enjoying it there Oh, I love it. Um, it, it it's, it's honestly um, it's like Disney World almost. Um, <laughs> you know, you get to see the membership treats us unreal. Um, you know, we get to get out and play. Um, they're always wanting to want us to, you know, hang out with them, you know, maybe, you know, have a beverage with them after work um, or, you know, go play nine holes with them after work, whatever you want to do. Um, but, you know, they try to include you and um, our pro, he used to play on tour. Um, so he knows what that aspect like, um, 
you know, I, I like to obviously still compete and um, playing some opens. So, you know, any insight I can get from the tour players, that was good. Yeah, I think I saw you won uh, the Hilton Head Open. When <clears throat> was that last year or the year before? Yeah, I've actually um, I've won that three straight times now. Oh, okay. Um, I yeah. gotta do my fact checking better. Though. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's 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 been good. I've just gotten you know a little bit lucky. Got a couple rolls in um, over a few people. So. Oh yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> um, so it, now, what's the structure like at Secession? You guys have like director of golf, head golf pro, and then several assistants. Like where where is that all? Um, um, how they do that? Yeah, so we, we have a director of golf, Mike Harmon, um, and then we have a head pro. He's kind of um, he's kind of more day to day operation guy. He's he's there um, overseeing the you know you know where we're starting, you know making sure times are good at the you know tenth tee, whatever we need to do. Um, and then we actually have three assistants, um, so it's pretty small staff, honestly. Um, we close in the summer, so. And we all get to stay aboard there and, and practice our golf. Um, but, you know, it's busy. You know, we're working a lot when, when we're busy. So, Yeah, absolutely. And so are you working your way through the PGA as well or, or just working at the club for now and just playing professionally? I am there. I'm, uh, I'm actually lucky enough to be um, getting help from, from the club to, to go through the schooling right now. Uh, so finishing up level two right now and, um, you know, hopefully this all clears, you know, for the summer, maybe I can get down and get level three done or, or, you know, whenever I can get down to Port St. Lucie, hopefully not Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. They're, that's, that's true. They're making the move there. Uh, you, you and I are in the same boat with level two and, um, you know, Zach's assistant up at Sugarloaf, she, uh, she just finished level one and was ready to go down for the seminar and that got all canceled and she had to do it oh. virtually. So, uh, Oh, they ended up having it though. Yeah, they did it virtually, which I, you know, it's, it's different cause I don't know about you, but I really enjoy, uh, you know, I'm doing the, the, the coaching route and mm -hmm. having some of the pros come in and, you know, sort of give some insight and instruction. I, I just find it invaluable. I thought it was awesome. So, Oh, it's incredible. We had, uh, we had Tim Cusick, um, who taught, you know, he's had so many Tiger stories to tell us when we were down there. So it's, it was just fun to listen to him. Um, so what, just what, so much. what route are you taking? Um, I'm taking the, um, administration route, I believe. Um, I think it's not the newer one. It's, um, I forgot what they actually call it. Gosh. Um, yeah, they, they I'm drawing a blank on what now. they yeah, I'm drawing a blank on what they call it. It's, it's not the um it's, it's something to do with business business administration. You kinda learn um pretty much all of it. So you got golf ops, yeah. Um, you got pretty much all of it. So I got a little bit of teaching, a little bit of every you know, back office stuff, everything like that. Not that you didn't with just the coaching part, but um I know I know they just definitely try to specify now. So Yeah, it's pretty interesting with the the three routes you can take now and mm -hmm. um but yeah certainly uh certainly strange not being able to go down there right now and having to do it virtually but uh hopefully oh, we can get back weird, to normal yeah. mm -hmm. so let's let's circle back and go back a few years to better days tell me about uh you know growing up in madison and and how you picked the game up um you know just growing up uh actually started when i was two um my whole family picked it up 
um, at, at you know, my brother, he's two years older than I was, Zach. Um, so he, you know, we started out and I had plastic clubs. He had, you know, a little, little tyke set. Um, we go around a par three course in Skowhegan, Maine. Um, and actually my mom picked it up and my dad, we all started at the same time. So it's kind of a, just a family thing. And, um, you know, and, and then all of a sudden, I guess it kind of started turning into a competition with my brother. Um, we, we both kind of wanted to compete. We both liked competing and, um, you know, eventually we just kind of started pushing each other to get better. Yeah, it's pretty, you know, it's funny. It's similar to what I've seen with the Dugas brothers a little bit, you know, I mm -hmm. guess, uh, you know, a few years after your, after you and Zach's time up here, but um, did you work with Mike Dugas? I think I read something about that as well. I did. Yeah. So he, um, he kind of took me under his wing. Um, forgot what year it was, honestly, it was, um, must've been 2011, 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. Um, he actually kind of took me in had me um, working out with him. So I was going up there probably four or five nights a week, working out with uh, him and a guy actually used to work with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Um, I forget his name now, but um, tremendous guy, you know, knew, knew everything you needed to know, worked on a lot of flexibility stuff. Um, and then he also, you know, took me under his wing. I was working with um, Ron Torrington out of um, Manchester, kind of Augusta area for a long time. And he kind of took me under his wing with the short game. Um, so he, he definitely helped my game tremendously. I can't thank him enough. Awesome. Yeah. And just, just as context, uh, you know, Mike Dugas is up at JW parks in Pittsfield, I believe is the town. <laughs> and, uh, mm -hmm. he's the head golf coach at Huston college and they've, they've done some, uh, some incredible things over the last serious 10, work. 10 years or so going to nationals a whole bunch of times. And, uh, <clears throat> so uh, I'm trying to come after you, Mike, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's cool that you that you worked with him and um, great guy. Yeah, very very knowledgeable and um, obviously you know his background is playing as well. He he tried to make it on tour. I think he did for um, for a couple seasons and played on the main tour for a while. So what a better guy to you know pick his brain. So I mean, it sounds like not too far afterwards. Uh, you know, you had a, a great junior career, high school career. And then you win the 2012 Main Am. Why don't you talk us through that that uh, tournament up at Sunday River? I know I was there for it, and that was exciting to see. <laughs> um, yeah, I just um, I got fire. Um, the golf course was playing really, really difficult. Um, I'm, just, I'm sure you can attest. It was um, and hazard lines everywhere, and um, you know I just uh, I mean I, I just hit my driver so good that year. Um, I just – I hit driver everywhere and played so aggressive, and, and it paid off. Um, I very well probably could have still shot 85. <laughs> and, you know, I I just came to my mind is that you walked that whole event, didn't you? Didn't you walk all three days? I did. Yeah. Um, Dalton Wickeden, uh, caddy, uh, he caddy for me all three days. You know, didn't, didn't say a word. He came up to Sunday River with me and um, – yeah, yeah, we toted it and we walked. Um, I think it was just more mental for me. I, I think slowing things down for me is always better. Um, anytime I can kind of pick my brain around things for a little bit longer, I tend to do better. That's crazy. You got the, the Appalachian Trail runs right uh, right over the mountains nearby, <laughs> and here you are hiking basically the same thing up on the golf course. So, yeah. Uh, but you, you built up quite a big lead going into Sunday. I think you had, what, a four-shot lead or so? 
Um, I think it was six. I think JJ Harris was at one forty six, and I had shot one forty. Um, so six shot lead, and um, really quite quite nerve wracking still. Um, you know, actually having a smaller lead might have you know focused <laughs> me in a little bit. Um, you know, even the night before, you know, I stayed up a little later than I should have. Um, you know, just just talking, just amped up and. Um, six shot lead you just you kind of go out there thinking you know okay how do I not screw this up rather than how do I go and you know make a birdie um, swing the golf club like you normally do and um, yeah as, as a result my my lead dwindled I think quite early <laughs> yeah that, I mean that's a brutal golf course to have a lead like that too because there's there's trouble everywhere yeah I mean you just know you're you're one swing away from you know, all of a sudden, okay, now it's, you know, that's a two shot swing, you know, so I could, you know, I could have made double in the first three holes and, you know, very easily. And, and, you know, obviously gave my lead away and probably lost the turn. Yeah. And I, you know, I was listening to a podcast today with Colin Morikawa. Uh, you know, he had a great rookie season last year winning, uh, I think it was the Barracuda mm -hmm. championship. And he talked about, the, the nerves coming down the stretch and how he's learned to almost embrace it and just accept it and, and use it to fuel him and to focus as opposed to, you know, stressing over it. So it sounds mm -hmm. like, and you, I know you had had a, a few run-ins with the mania prior to that. Did you feel like, you know, you, you were ready? Oh yeah, for sure. That time, um, that time around, I, you know, I really felt like it was mine, um, to, to, to win. Um, especially in that situation with a six shot lead that, at that point, I just, I knew, you know, I'd been in previous, like you said, I'd been, in, you know, I think the past two or three runs, you know, I'd been kind of pushing myself, you know, fourth place a couple of times. And, you know, I, I'd seen the, you know, the final group enough times that I was able to, you know, like, like you said, almost turn that into good energy rather than, you know, stressing over at the last few holes. And, uh, and Ricky Jones, was he the, the third yeah. person in your group? Yeah. Yeah. He he's, he's a good guy to play with, too. Uh, and he just and, – and I don't know – I can't remember if it was windy that day, but I know he's just a great wind player. Um, you know, I don't think it was you – know, honestly, I don't think there was a breath of wind that day. Uh, I think it was just pretty hot and, and just, you know, <laughs> muggy. Um, but, no, Ricky Ricky's an awesome guy. Um, we went out to California together couple of years prior to that um and you know we kind of you know opened up to each other then and you know having him in the final group almost wouldn't say helped me I mean obviously he's still trying to win the tournament but it definitely you know having somebody there who I knew and had had you know you know gotten to know um definitely helped yeah I mean it was a great it was great to see you win and I know a lot of people were rooting for you uh, coming down the stretch and um you know playing against you in the junior days and I, you know, I saw you as a gamer and I just, I love seeing you come down the stretch and win that thing. Yeah, it was, it was um, you know, I still, I still get uh, shivers every time I think about it. Just, <laughs> um, honestly, I, I think about 16 a lot, that par three, um, chunking a wedge into that bunker and, and making double. Um, but, you know, learning from that, you know, I, I've grown from that a lot is, you know, I can, I can spin that around and say I was able to recover and still win with the double in 16. So, um, you know, the, the bounce back is always what I see uh, rather than, you know, what you can't change in the past. Yeah. 
So let's talk a little bit about your time at, at ODU, Old Dominion. That was, uh, I, I know you had a few good years there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did. Um, started out real, real rocky. Um, uh, it's never easy leaving, you know, going, you know, how many states away, you know, seven, eight states away, you know, um, plane ride, you know, away from your parents, but basically, or, or going to be in a car for a very, very long time. Um, and just, um, you know, I struggled first year division one, um, just trying to break into a lineup, um, your coach trying to change your swing, telling you, you know, you can't draw the ball 15 yards, 20 yards on every <laughs> shot. Um, and you know, you're 18 years old, you know, whatever coach. And, you know, he, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, and then, you know, I kind of grew, um, mentally and, and just, you know, you know, just mentally and physically I, I grew and, um, you know, by junior year, I feel like I really kind of kicked it in. You know, sophomore year, I, I, I played most of the events um, and, you know, had decent success. But junior year and senior year, I really felt like I started kind of playing really, really decent. I actually started being a leader on the golf team. So um, that's more what I'm most proud of is just, you know, being able to help out others. And, you know, I kind of figured at that point, um, you know, I always wanted to try to make it pro, but I did have something to kind of fall back on if that didn't work. Yeah, so, I, I mean, talk about what what was the difference between, I guess, years one and two and three? Was it just more time and effort put into it? Was it the, the fitness training or what, what exactly was it? Or was it just a mental shift? Um, you know, to be honest, for me, um, it was less work, um, if, if that makes sense. It was, it was more work in – you know, you always hear the term work, uh, work smarter, not harder. Um, you know, I was freshman year. That's all I did. I hit, I hit balls, went to class, hit the ball, you know, hit balls, went to class, you know, hit the gym. You know, I was all about, you know, everything had to be golf driven rather than, you know what, you need to relax. You need to, you know, focus on your studies. It's okay. And, you know, golf's golf's going to be there and it's going to fall into places and you're going to, you know, still play well with less practice, but smarter practice. Um, so, you know, I'd, I'd start looking at my rounds, you know, what am I doing wrong um, a little bit better? You know, I'd start defining, okay, you know, it's, it's really this specific part of the game that's killing me rather than why am I out there just hitting eight irons for, for, for four hours when I need to really actually be working on my putting or I need to be working on, you know, accuracy with my driver, um, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, and you know that's something that's something Cole Cole Anderson alluded to on a, a previous episode. You know, he was talking about um, you know how he has kind of utilized his time better um, now that he's at Florida State. He's kind of learned to you know maybe not technically practice as hard, but just not practice so much where your the quality of the practice isn't. Um, it goes down. Yeah. And and there's definitely a lot to be said for that, especially with golf. I think, um, you know, as, as I mean, you know, this, uh, you, you can't hustle in golf like you can, you know, football or baseball. You can't, you know, you can't make that hustle play that's going to, you know, <laughs> save your career. You know, you, you've got to be mentally fresh every time you tee it up. And, you know, if you're not, you're not going to play well. Um, yeah, uh, I was just thinking when you said hustle, I was like thinking of Tiger doing a fist pump when he chips. Yeah, in. I mean, you I just, mean, he, yeah, he you can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. 
So it, 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 but yeah, definitely, like you said, Cole, I mean, Cole hit it right on the head. And I mean, obviously he's, he's proving that with, I mean, how well he's been playing. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so let's, uh, you know, let's talk about, you know, transitioning from ODU and, you know, I guess turning professional, what, what's that been like? Um, it's, it's been good. Um, the first, you know, transitioning from college to the, you know, to kind of the real world where you're, you know, nobody's, you know, you don't got a coach paying attention to you. You don't have anybody, you know, there really, you're, you're kind of on your own. Um, it's always a transition for everybody. Um, I think everybody can kind of attest, you know, once you, you graduate from college, it's kind of a kick in the butt, you know, you're kind of out in the real world. Um, you know, and, and it's been great though. Um, you know, first year and a half, you know, I guess a year or so I tried to play on the mini tours down in, in Florida for that winter and um, things didn't really work out. Um, I just, you know, I, I just wasn't playing that great. Um, a lot of adjustments and um, still trying to work while playing just, it, it didn't work out. Um, I think if you're going to do it, you just got to go ahead and dedicate your whole time into it. Obviously. I mean, that's what the best do. Um, but after that, I, I transitioned, um, you know, my brother, uh, Zach Sweet, he's two years older than me. He's always been, you know, kind of a person I've looked up to a lot. Um, and he, you know, he kind of took me under his wing and told me, you know, there isn't a, you know, a way to stay connected to golf, um, you know, and almost give back to the game that, you know, you know, what we all did, you know, growing up as juniors, you know, you want to give back to those, those kids growing up because those experiences for us were invaluable. Um, so, you know, uh, it's been, it's been great being able to, you know, have, you know, be ecstatic for, you know, Mrs. Jones who shot a hundred, um, <laughs> and, you know, be ecstatic for the club championship, you know, the club champion who shot 68, you know, it's, it's different, but it's, it's, it's been, it's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice though, to go back to those junior days where, you know, we were up at Lakewood playing like 45 holes in a day and. Oh, spinners yeah, out of the bunker and all these crazy things. I, I just, yeah, it's looking back <laughs> on those days, you don't realize really how good it is until it's, you know, it's, yeah, yeah you can't play 45 anymore. <laughs> yeah, especially with a par six on that course, man. Oh. <laughs> uh, so now are you able to uh, give lessons as well at, at, at the course? Uh, we are. Yeah. So um, all of us, all of us give a few lessons. Unfortunately for us, um, we're more of a, a kind of a quick stop. So a lot of our guys stay, you know, two, three nights. So a lot of our lessons are just kind of, Hey, you know, can you put a bandaid on my swing today? Can yeah. You stop this 40 yard slice. Um, so it's tough. It's, it's not, you know, you're not working with the same student necessarily, you know, over and over again, but it's, you're still developing the game. Yeah, I find that challenging as a as a coach is like, you know, everyone wants that quick fix and and look, I'm victim to it too. I I mean, I mean, I'll 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 go out on the range and like I'll have a thought for the day and then the next day I'll be like, you know what? That didn't that thought didn't work <laughs> out for me. So let's yeah. try this other one. But you know, I I think as coaches it's like how do we put it in perspective to say that, you know, sometimes it's going to take some work. You know, we we talked with Mike Bender about that. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's been with Austin for, I mean, it must have been 15 years or so. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes you, you really need to kind of stick with something before it, before it kind of shows its head on the golf course. 
Yeah, no, I mean, and unfortunately, sometimes it's going to get better. I mean, sometimes it's going to get a little worse before it gets better. It's just, right. um, and I mean, as as teachers, you know, trying to explain that to somebody who's paying you to make them better. Um, in, in an hour. Always, yeah, <laughs> in an hour is not necessarily an easy conversation. Um, and, you know, especially when they come back the next week and say, well, you know, I hit four more slices than I normally do on the golf course. You didn't help me at all. Um, you know, it's hard to explain to them that, you know, golf is, you know, it's, it's not a sprint. Um, it's, it's, it's more of a marathon and you've got to stick with it and, and it's going to take work from, you know, both student and teacher. Yeah. I love that. You know, we were just having a, we were just having a call with our team and, um, and we were talking about, uh, you know, making little changes in the swing and, and, you know, when we were practicing prior to this, this, uh, sort of lockdown, I, I suppose, uh, you know, I was working on some things with one of the guys and, you know, gave him a thought, okay, didn't quite work for him. Let's give him the same thought, but in a different form, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being like eight different, uh, I guess, thoughts or, or drills or practices, but they're all the same thing. So if you were standing to the side of this, you'd be like, oh my gosh, he's giving this guy so many thoughts. But then at the end of the lesson, it's like, no, they were all the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. They're all just trying to get his path in more into out. So yeah. sometimes it's like, you know, even, I don't know if, if you relate to this, but when I'm a student and let's say I'm getting a lesson um, and they give it one way and I'm just like, no, maybe it's just a feel thing. It just doesn't, it doesn't resonate. But it, then like an hour later, they'll say one other thing and it just clicks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, sometimes, yeah, yeah. Just like you said, you have to explain it, you know, eight different ways in order sometimes for the student to get it. Um, it's, it's crazy how us humans are, are alike, but unreal different um, when it comes to learning and picking up abilities and, um, yeah, like, I mean, you know, one guy you could show him with the lineman stick, um, you know, and the next guy you, you could maybe just tell him what he needs to know. And, but you don't know this before, before you start teaching. So, you know, there's the challenge and, and figuring out your student and doing that in an hour is, um, it's very, very tough. Um, yeah. Yeah. but I don't know if you've heard, um, Hank Haney, he always, um, you know, I've always studied him a lot. Um, thought his teaching has been great and you know his just mentality is good but um he likes to have 10 per you know he he, he basically tries to say that there are, people are only going to listen to 10 percent of what you said so make sure that that 10 percent is spot on so basically you you want to keep your message to one or two things right. um that you want to teach him throughout the lesson and um if, if you can maintain that um, I, I think eventually you're going to improve your student. I think there's no doubt. Yeah, I love that. I, you know, I, I think I heard a story. Maybe you know. I, I'm. I mean, you've done a lot more research on Amy probably than I've done. And but I, I think <laughs> I heard a story that he was at like Pinehurst one day, and he was just out. I don't know, maybe picking the range or something. He was working there, and Marco Mirick went up on the range, and somehow Haney gave him a tip, and that's how they're relationship started i don't know if there's any truth to that maybe that's um, an old wives tale or one something way or another on that one i, I don't <laughs> know on that um I'm, i mean i wouldn't surprise me though i mean you, you know how fickle golf is um and, and like you said you know somebody just walks up to you one day and 
you know, you might have the answer. Um, you just, you just need to have it put differently in the, you know, in different words. So um, that, that could have very well been. Well, however he made that connection, it worked out for him because he got, he got on O'Meara and then he was with Tiger for a while there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, he, uh, uh, he, he did all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, um, just going back real quick, you know, when we were playing, this was probably, we were like 13 or 14. I remember you making a swing adjustment where you kind of preset the club, um, out in front of you, it was sort of like a hinge, if I recall, to get, to get you to the top. And I don't know if it was like, you didn't really rotate your body much. You just kind of got the club up and then started, I, you can explain better than I can. I just, uh. Um, yeah, so basically, um, the guy I taught or worked with, um, back then, Ron Torrington, um, he basically studied Hank Haney and what he was teaching with Tiger. Um, you know, what Hank Haney was teaching to all his students. Um, but yeah, basically what you're, you're, you're pretty spot on there. Um, it basically, it's to preset the club almost. So at some point during the backswing, everybody's kind of, I mean, I mean, unless you got a one plane swing, uh, but you know, very, very few have that. Eventually, you're going to have to risk cock. Um, so I, I, you know, like to set it early. And then basically, all I have to do is just turn and lift my arms, basically. And, and it's already set. Um, yeah. That was, you know, just a move to, to make sure that I was set at the top where I wanted to be every time. Well, and part of the reason I bring it up is because looking back on it, I mean, now that I have a better understanding of the swing, I feel like I, you know, I think about it and it's like, that really set the club right in front for you. And you look at a lot of the guys now that are on tour and a lot of them are working on that. Even Rory, where he's kind of doing that mm -hmm. preset to get the club in front of him. Obviously Matt Wolf comes to mind, but his is a little, a little crazier, a little I suppose. <laughs> so you, you were the Matt Wolf before Matt Wolf. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just a little less, uh, a little less drastic, but I, uh, seems to be paying off for him. I mean, he's, he's, he's incredible. Um, you know, golf swing, you can, you can knock it all you want, but, um, you know, the ball doesn't really care what you're doing at the top of the swing. Um, as long, as long as you're, you know, you're getting the correct follow through, honestly. Now you must see, you must see a few good pros around, uh, around there down South Carolina, I suppose. Right. Um, we get a decent amount. Yeah. Um, we see a decent amount. Um, our section in general, we, we've got a huge section, so it covers all of North Carolina and South Carolina. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so, um, but we've got a lot of former tour, you know, ex-tour players, um, you know, who, you know, either got in their car that way um, or, or, you know, you know, played on tour and then now are coming back, you know, doing their book work, whatever they're doing, but we've got a tremendous amount of players. Yeah, I guess I was thinking a little bit of like Sea Island, but that's uh, that's a little south of you in Georgia. But. Yeah, it's more. Um, I was just actually down there probably a month ago, but yeah, um, probably about two hours south of us or so, somewhere around there. So, who are the guys? Who are the young guys that you're keeping an eye on on tour that you think are kind of next in line? Would it be like Morikawa, Wolf, and and Hovland, or? There's some other guys. Hovland, um, I was fortunate enough to see in college. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, I think we – maybe I wasn't in college. Maybe I graduated. But he was – I'd gone to an event and I had seen him. And I, I him and uh, actually John Rahm as well, um, both – I just watched them hit golf balls, honestly. Um, I think 
um, Wolf is going to be a lock for for being one of the next guys you got to look out for. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, it was cool. I, to not see Wolf. Him. I'm sorry, Hovland. Hovland. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Hovland, Hovland's unreal, um, and you can tell he's a winner. Um, that putt. Uh, I forgot what championship he won there, his first championship. I mean, that, that putt he had to make, I think it was about 40, 45 feet. It's just, um, you know, being able to make that under so much pressure, um, that just tr- kind of tells tells his whole career, I think, honestly, is what he's going to do is he's going he's gonna to go out and win. He's going to, you know, he can make those putts on the last. Yeah, I saw, you know, it's funny. I saw him and, him and Wolf out at the Phoenix Open. Hovland went to the – he teed off on on 10, and then he bolts it to the porta potty and then almost trips over, <laughs> like, the ropes coming back onto the course. And then I saw uh, I saw Wolf with uh, Gankis caddying for him, so that was kind of cool. Oh, that's a good uh, – that's a good little uh, dynamic there. Yeah. that's yeah. Uh, You don't get to see that quite often. But, um, yeah, I mean, both those guys, those um, – they seem really relaxed. Um, I kind of like the way that, you know, the tour is now. It seems like there's a bunch of guys out there that actually, you know, they kind of care about each other. They do obviously at the end of the day want to beat each other and they're playing against each other for money and, um, and then obviously the wins, but um, they all seem to get along and it's, it's kind of a cool dynamic, you know, day to day you're, you're seeing them chatting on the golf course. Now it's not, it's not as cutthroat it seems as it used to be. Oh yeah, back in the day, we we all tried to be like Tiger, didn't we? <laughs> we didn't talk to a single soul. <laughs> you know that 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 last eight, that last nine, we didn't we didn't say a single word to each other. We just you know, oh, we were social. On it, it's crazy. Yeah, we were social distancing. <laughs> That's right. We were, we were before times. <laughs> so uh, okay, so you're in the PGA now and and working as assistant pro. What's your what's your sort of goal here moving forward? Are you looking to be kind of like a director of golf somewhere? Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's the ultimate game plan is, is you know, getting through PGA, um, you know, probably got a, obviously got a couple more stops in me somewhere to, uh, you know, finish up my, you know, I wouldn't say apprenticeship, but, you know, learning as, as an assistant um, before, you know, probably trying to get my first head pro job somewhere. Um, awesome. But that, that's the end goal. Awesome. Well, uh, Seth, I won't keep you too much longer. We do have a section. We call it Wicked Fire Round. So right. I just got a few questions for you, okay? All right. All right. So what are your top five courses in Maine? Um, you got Belgrade. You got Samoset. Oh, man, I don't want to make anybody mad. Go throw <laughs> Sunday River in there just um, just with the, with the mojo I had. Um, I guess I gotta go Portland Country Club, and um, I gotta go gotta throw Woodlands in there. It's been so long uh, I'm out there. I know I'm missing somebody good. But, oh, um, it's all right. My, uh, <laughs> you know, my co-host isn't here, so you didn't have to say Sugarloaf. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I love Sugarloaf. Um, that course has just kicked my butt too many times to really, um, to really love it. Uh, I love the views and everything, but just you know, sometimes shooting eighty isn't isn't all that fun. Yeah, you just got, it's like Cole said, you just got to tee off with seven iron. There you go. You do. You have to be disciplined. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, let's see. Number two, if you were to be in Maine tomorrow and assuming everything was open, what would be the first restaurant you would go to? 
Wow. You know, I went to Maine this summer, um, didn't get a chance to swing by it. Um, big G's up in, um, I guess it's Winslow, maybe. I, I got to say, I think it's Winslow, Maine. But um, if you don't go, you know, biggest sandwich the size of my head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> Can't say I've been, but I'll, uh, I'll put it on the bucket list. Big G's. All right. Uh, so two more here. Best ball striker you've seen in person. Um, I mean, I guess Tiger. I mean, I've seen him him in person. Um, Do you see him? Oh, scratch it. I'm sorry. Um, Mo Norman. Oh, you saw Mo Norman. Where was this? Yeah. I saw him down at Doral. Wow, that's that's actually, pretty cool. Um, he was actually putting on a show. He was actually hitting. He's hitting golf shots while he was tied to a golf cart. So he kind of tied himself to the golf cart and he made golf swings. I mean, you know, watching him for 45 minutes, you can learn a lot um, about golf. And just, I mean, that's the purest, purest sound I've ever heard. <laughs> that's pretty cool. All right. And then uh, let's see, best short game you've seen in person. Got to go with, uh, got to go with Phil Mickelson. You know, seeing him hit some flop shots or, just incredible. What tournament did you see him at? Uh, I saw him at Deutsche Bank uh, a couple times. Yeah. 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 Seeing the guys, man, that event, I, you know, I know they're, they're still on the rotation, but going there every year was, that's a blast. Yeah. It breaks my heart. They took that off the schedule. It's an incredible venue and, you know, just, I mean, with the playoffs and everything, it's just a great atmosphere. Yeah. I, I think, uh, so when I was at Elms, uh, we followed Tiger for like the whole back nine. He was only like four or five off the lead, and this was the year Rory won. Mm -hmm. We were I, like we were right by his side the whole round. It was just the coolest thing. Yeah, that, that's one of those tournaments that actually really doesn't feel all that busy. I mean, you can get close to a lot of the you know a lot of the tees, a lot of the greens, wherever you really want to go, you can go. Yeah. Well, they finished on a Monday too, which kind of helped. Uh, sort of alleviate the, the crowd size and you were able to maneuver quicker. So, yeah, it was a good event. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, hey, Seth, how about one last uh, question here? How about some advice for our, our viewers at home or, or maybe the best piece of advice you ever received, golfing-wise? Um, um, golfing-wise, I would just – I would I, honestly, the best piece of advice I would give you is just – Honestly, it's just a game, and, and um, the more you let it bother you, the more it's going to bother you. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> blunt as that sounds, um, you know, you if if you if you get agitated at the game, it's it's going to pay you back. Anyway, so if you guys want to follow us, we're at Main Golf Talk on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, we appreciate any feedback you can offer. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.